1: Hello everyone, I hope you're all keeping well. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Arsenal Way Press Box. I'm delighted to be joined by Football.London writer Kaya Kainak. How you doing, mate?
0: I'm in a very good mood after last night. Thank you very much for having me back on. How about yourself?
1: Yeah, no, um, likewise, Kaya. Um, pleasure as always to have you on and uh, still ecstatic from, from last night. Uh, and I suppose, well, there's only one place to start, isn't there? And that is that a magnificent dramatic uh win against wolves at the emirates last night have you recovered kaya
0: not really um <laughs> i have I, I, yeah i i didn't sleep till very late last night just a because of writing but also b because there's adrenaline buzzing just doing a bit a little bit of extra celebrating just just for wolves um yeah <laughs> very very happy um i think obviously as a, an arsenal fan upbeat but just from a purely sort of objective journalistic perspective i think three really crucial points for arsenal in the race for the top four if they had been one point even though it was a good comeback under the circumstances um there would have been sort of an air of disappointment i think um going into today's game and Arsenal don't play again for 10 days so that kind of 10-day media cycle of disappointment it it takes a long time to shake whereas this this high is going to last for for quite a while now i think and i think that's very good for arsenal in the race for the top four
1: yeah, absolutely. We're going to go into that now in a bit more depth in terms of what it means for Arsenal this season, how big last night could be for them in their pitch for the top four. I mean, look, we've seen it many times before, actually, this season, haven't we, where Arsenal have really had to dig dig deep and show a lot of grit, determination um, and, and patience to, to get the the breakthrough. And that happened again last night there. You know, as the, the match went on, it, you, you thought it was going to be one of those nights where it just wouldn't go our way. But um you know, obviously the, the changes that Mikel Arteta made as well, which we're also gonna delve into, made such a big difference. What what does this mean for Arsenal moving forwards now, Kaya? How big do you think last night could be in terms of player confidence and motivation going into the next few weeks in particular?
0: I feel like it was pretty high going into this game, just with the run Arsenal have been on, an impressive win away at Wolves last time, pretty comfortable win over Brentford as well. So um this is only a positive it's only more confidence for this arsenal side i guess maybe a little bit of a wake-up call to some of those defenders who maybe had uh gabrielle in particular who made a little bit of a mistake early doors but that kind of thing happens it's a young team it's going to happen they're going to make mistakes um i think yeah definite positives and you know people like gabrielle people like lacazette this entire Arsenal team they seem very emotionally tied to the way the club's fortunes are going and heading results wise and if they're positive then that emotion is definitely going to be a lot more positive so I think Arsenal will definitely be in a lot more confident mood and Watford is the next game and Watford are not in the best of form uh, themselves so I think Arsenal will be backing themselves to take another three points there but again that's 10 days away so who knows what could have happened by then.
1: Yeah, absolutely. A lot can still happen. There's a long way to go, of course, as well. And you never know in the Premier League. It's so unpredictable. Um, obviously, again, in front of the home crowd last night, we all knew it was a big game against an opposition who, of course, are also fighting for a European spot this season. In in addition to the the slip-up that Spurs provided us um, against Burnley during the week as well, um, typical Spurs, um, and we, we appreciate that one. Um, but uh, just how important was that atmosphere at the Emirates last night? Because, of course, the players knew they were 1-0 behind. They needed to, um, you know, obviously up the ante a little bit, get back into the game as soon as possible. And they they were struggling to break down um, quite a resolute walls back line at times. It wasn't easy, far from it. Just how important was that home crowd last night, Kaya? And, and how important um, has it been all season? Because it, quite a, a few people, understandably, have said, Um, a lot this season that it's the the loudest and it's the best atmosphere that they've actually experienced at the Emirates in a long, long time.
0: It's probably a mixture of the fact that there was such a long absence from COVID and the fact this Mm. team is actually a team who I think fans can really emotionally connect to. It doesn't seem like there's, I guess, I don't want to use the word mercenaries because I think that's maybe a bit disrespectful, but it seems like a lot of the players are very emotionally invested, like I said before, in the outcomes of this Arsenal side and it seems like they really care and i think arsenal fans when they see that can connect to it a lot better it's also a very young team so every time something bad happens you sort of console yourself with the fact that well they're young they're going to learn things are going to get better as opposed to the older teams you saw under unai emery where they signed maybe 28 29 year olds and the sort of the die was cast and you sort of felt like that was the way it was going to be and things weren't going to get much better whereas this team Perhaps the most exciting thing about them is majority of them are 24 and under. So they're going to get better and better and better. And they're already pretty damn good. So I think, yeah, the atmosphere at the Emirates is, is fantastic this season. I think there have been games where it's been a little bit, um, maybe tetchy, uh, a little bit quiet. And I think that uh, Burnley game. But all the players, they're referencing it all the time. They're saying, look, the fans are driving us on. They're giving us that energy. And I think it's a weird one. Maybe in lockdown times when there were no fans inside the stadium. Maybe that game ends one all, or maybe it stays one nil to Wolves because there's no extra drive from the from the supporters as the the dying minutes are coming. There's no intensity. Whereas we forget how different the game is, football is when the fans are involved. It's massive. So I think, yeah, you can't really underestimate the role the Emirates crowd is playing in that. Mikel Arteta is very keen to to draw aden- attention to it, sorry, every time he speaks to the press. So he is he's very hot on that. I think this whole Arsenal team is very hot on that and they really feel it that connection with the supporters. And it's it's a much nicer place to be around. I grew up in the sort of late Wenger era where things got a little bit toxic around the Emirates. It wasn't that nice to be around, but there were those nights where Arsenal just came together. They had big, mostly European nights where they would beat the big teams and it would be fantastic. And it seems like every week we're getting those kind of games at the Emirates this season. It's so nice to be around. It's so, it's so lovely to, to be involved with. And hopefully this is an Arsenal team that can deliver on the promise they're showing early in the season because i think the fan base is very much on board with what they're doing
1: yeah absolutely completely agree with you there car and as you say it's refreshing it's nice to actually be an arsenal fan at the moment they they certainly put us through it don't they each season and you know we, we've had um, to endure some pretty tough moments over the last few years in particular especially without any european football for the first time in over 20 odd years um things have been very up and down since wenger's departure there's not been really any stability Um, And any consistency. But now with Mikel Arteta here and a new setup around him as well, a new strategy with the team and the transfer market, you do sense that we are finally learning and moving in the right direction. The fans are only going to continue playing a a crucial part in that. Uh, Absolutely. Just you mentioned the players there, some top quality already in this squad car, a lot of potential, a lot of young talent that is only going to improve and get better over the next few years. And one of those is Martin Odegaard. I feel as if I have to bring him up because he, for me, for a lot of Arsenal fans has been absolutely sensational this season. And he was immense again last night, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, Um i embarrassed myself somewhat with my player ratings for martin erdegaard somehow gave him a six out of ten i think i wrote a lot of those player ratings at the time when it was still one nil so uh, i didn't have time to amend them but i sort of want to issue a public apology to martin erdegaard because he was at least a seven or eight out of ten last night i thought he was fantastic um everything good that seems to come from arsenal going forward is via martin erdegaard he's that creative hub and if you're looking at players who Arsenal really can't live without. Obviously, everyone would mention Lacazette probably first, just because there doesn't seem to be that much depth. But personally, I think Martin Odegaard is is even more important. If he gets injured, then you really do worry about Arsenal. Um, He is the key, I think, to most of what they're doing. A lot of their attacks are coming down the right-hand side. A lot of their goals are coming down the right-hand side. And it's no coincidence that that's basically where Martin Odegaard situates himself nowadays. He's in that right half space as a sort of, Three eight, slightly more advanced eight in this sort of hybrid four two three one four three three. Arsenal are playing, and Arsenal look a much better team for having him there. I think Mikel Arteta is the right guy to to get the best from him. He seems very comfortable in where he is, and he also seems to have sort of established himself with a bit more confidence and security in where he is. He seems to be growing in stature. He's telling players where to stand. He's bossing them around on the pitch, and I think that comes from a security of sort of thinking right. This is where I am. This is my home, which is something he's not had throughout his career. It's quite a nomadic existence he had at Real Madrid, going out alone all the time. Never really first choice, never really a regular starter. But now he's shown that with regular game time, consistency of environment and the right players around him, he is a fantastic player. And I think Arsenal were very lucky to have gotten for £35 million. I think that's a real bargain for him this summer.
1: Yeah, absolute masterstroke, in my opinion. And obviously, I mean, I'll hold my hands up at the time when we were being linked with James Madison as well. I was almost certain that, that Madders would be the better option because he already had a lot of Premier League experience. He was Premier League proven um, and we know obviously he's been a, a big, big player for Leicester over the last few years as well. So, yeah, I mean, I'll hold my hands up, Kai, I See you're not alone with the player ratings there and um, admit that I, I made a mistake in thinking Madison would be a better option. I think Odegaard's been, yeah, just incredible this season. We've seen... You know, obviously, when he came out uh, to Arsenal on loan last season, not a lot of time to adapt and obviously, um, you know, grow to his teammates, his new surroundings, the new style of play. It was always going to be tough and we were perhaps maybe a little bit too harsh to judge him on that as well. Um, but we saw glimpses of what he was capable of. We saw glimpses of his leadership qualities as well. And we're really seeing that more than ever now, I feel. Um, do you see Martin Odegaard being a future Arsenal captain, Kai? I mean, I saw a few times last night when... Things weren't going uh, the way for Bakaio Saka, for example. I mean, he's getting a little bit frustrated, but Martin Odegaard always seemed to be there and just say, look, calm down, you know, don't worry about it, it will come. Um, Just keep focusing on the game sort of thing. Um, He's certainly got all the attributes to be a leader for this Arsenal group, hasn't he?
0: It seems like the the next in line is going to be Kieran Tooney, just from the way we've seen the captain's armband Mm. handed down. But personally, I'm more in favour of Martin Odegaard as the captain next season. I think he's a lot more vocal. Um, he in terms of a spiritual leader he shows the emotion on the pitch he te- keeps the team going he's always signaling for the tempo to be higher because he plays at such a speed of thought and uh, ability with his feet that he is so far ahead of everyone on the team that it's, it's 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 amazing so I think yeah he he is probably someone who is definitely a contender for the captaincy yeah spiritual leadership also um, technical leadership in terms of playing style professionalism as well everything you can think of that Mikel Arteta would want in a captain. I think Martin Odegaard would fit those bills. He's obviously a captain at international level as well. So that's something that's not new to him. I don't think he'll get it because I think Tierney will be next in line. It'd be kind of weird for Arteta now to having given Tierney the arm man on a few occasions to go back and be like, well, I'm giving it to, to Odegaard after all. That's a shame. I think Odegaard could be in line for maybe a vice captaincy role. He'll definitely, I think, be in the leadership group next season. And I think Arteta really trusts him. I think he's well respected in the club. I think he's really well liked um, by everyone around the training staff from speaking to people around there. It seems like he's he's a very popular guy. So definitely someone who I think has a, a bright future at Arsenal and definitely someone who is going to be uh, a leader for years to come
1: yeah yeah i totally agree and i suppose it's a nice sort of headache for Mikel arteta to have isn't it really you know we speak about Lacazette, who's obviously the current captain the most experienced in a, a very young side but the likes of kieran Tierney, and martin odegaard they're still relatively young aren't they but yet they've they've picked up a lot of experience over the last few years um i mean martin odegaard he got that big move to real madrid didn't he when he was still 16 i think it was so he's you know, been around a long time and and gathered a lot of experience which will be key for us moving forward so really is going to be interesting to see how sort of the captaincy side of things develops over the next couple of seasons absolutely um sticking um on the the, the player subject and picking up with someone else nicola pepe um, who has endured a difficult season Kyra, it must be said um not many minutes not many goals um, and has taken up the, the sort of the, the, the role of keeping the, the bench seat warm more often than not this season. Um, obviously, very difficult when you've got the likes of Gabriel Martinelli, Bakao Saka, Emil Smith-Rowe, Martin Odegaard, all playing consistently well um, for Mikel Arteta. There's been suggestions, Kai, that Mikel Arteta has man- mismanaged Nicola Pepe. Do you agree with that or do you think it has just literally been a case that the names, the aforementioned names that I just um, brought up then, um, have just been playing better and and have deserved to keep their place in the team more than anything else?
0: So I think that was the case last season when they brought in Willian. I think that was a terrible decision for Nicola Pepe, Mm. who was man of the match pretty much in the FA Cup final. And then suddenly he's now second choice to a guy who hasn't done it for Chelsea in nearly a decade of being in the Premier League like I, I that decision will continue to baffle me until um I don't know how long but <laughs> uh, yeah it, it's, it doesn't make any sense this season a lot more sense um obviously you no know, Europe he's very unlucky in that sense cup competitions have been sparse uh obviously knocked out in the third round of the FA Cup Carabao Cup a bit better but limited games still in the Carabao Cup for, for Arsenal so He's still not started a game since October. Like, that's a very, very long time. When you think a £72 million player has not started a game since October and no one's really talking about it, that probably suggests the guys who are in the team are already doing a lot better. And I think people who criticise Arteta for mismanaging Pepe, as you said there, I think maybe they're looking for just stick to beat Arteta with. And I think I I don't fully buy into it at all. Like, who are you going to drop Pepe for? Are you going to drop him for Saka? No. Are you going to drop him for Smith Rowe? No. Are you going to drop him for Martinelli? no Odegaard no you're gonna play him up front probably not so you're running out of options there and I think he's been unlucky because when he's come on and when he's he's been involved he's he's looked bright but those chances have been few and far between now he's come back from the afcon it seems like Arteta's a big fan of his again whereas in December he was bringing Eddie and Ketcher on ahead of him so something's changed obviously there's that fantastic story last night about the fact that he uh, had a baby at like two or three in the morning and then still came back to to play and score and assist But in terms of what he offers to the Arsenal team, I don't think there's anyone else really in this current Arsenal squad. It was a Bamiyang before, but right now, who could have scored the goal Nicola Pepe scored yesterday? Just in terms of that composure in the box, the ability to roll his defender, quick turn, quick finish. I don't see anyone else doing that in this Arsenal squad right now. Saka's not there yet. Smithrow isn't that type of finisher. Lacazette certainly isn't. Martinelli perhaps, but he tends to be a more sort of uh, quick thinker than a composed kind of guy in the box, I guess. Although no, I'm not sure, actually, I believe that now I said it. But um, yeah, I, I think Nicola Pepe definitely has a lot to offer, offer to Arsenal between now and the end of the season. I think as fans and journalists as well, we're all guilty of maybe getting a bit too caught up on what the first 11 is when we forget that in football games, a lot of the time things don't go the way you want. So your bench is crucial. Someone like Nicola Pepe to come off the bench it's fantastic for Arsenal and he's a great option to have until the end of the season. I'm sure he will start a few games. You look at that three-game run where Arsenal play three times in six days. I think it's Leicester, Liverpool, uh, Villa, or maybe Leicester and Villa the other way around. Pepe will probably start one of those games. I'd be willing to, to to put money on that. So he'll get his chances. He'll get minutes. And if he keeps delivering like he did last night, then, yeah, I think Arsenal are in a much better place.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You, I mean, you you mentioned the goal and the the... That the um, the action that he was involved in last night, Um, and that's the reason I brought up the question about him. Some fans thinking that Arteta's mismanaged him, and you know it's been unfair, the lack of opportunities. But Arteta, uh, actually, I think he said in one of his press conferences that since um, Pepe returned from the African Cup of Nations, he's seen, seen a different version of him, a much more improved version of him. And uh, if that very much backs up with the performance last night, he, he had the, the job of coming off the bench, trying to make a, a difference when we were 1-0 down. Obviously, a lot of pressure to to come on and change things. But he was he was fantastic, wasn't he? He, he took on his man. He was confident. He looked sharp. Um, he made some dangerous runs, linked up really nicely with, with a lot of the other forwards as well. And, um, yeah, uh, played a big part in the two goals. Um, I suppose, really, Kaya... Um, you mentioned, uh, obviously, the, the, uh, the job that Pepe has or has had recently, certainly this season, coming off the bench, trying to make a difference for Arteta. He's certainly been that, had that role under Mikel Arteta this season. Um, and you, you also mentioned that you can't underestimate your bench. Obviously, our focus is always going to be on the start and 11, because that's obviously what the manager prefers for that specific game. That's maybe who he believes in the most. Um, but one other person that surprised me for all the right reasons last night was Eddie Nketiah. And I'll, I'll admit um, that when he actually came on, I thought, uh, you know, here we go. Um, Eddie Nketiah to save the day sort of thing, rather sarcastically, because, you know, he hasn't really proven himself in the Premier League. You know, he hasn't scored many goals or made many assists in, in the league. You know, I still think he's got to prove himself at this level um, from from my point of view. But um, just how impressed were you with, with, with Eddie as well last night? Because I, I thought he actually looked quite sharp. He obviously played a part in one of the goals as well, um, got an assist. So, yeah, just how, how impressed were you with, with Eddie? And um, does it make you think that actually he could be an important part of uh, Arsenal's team moving forward? Does it change your mind in terms of what he should do come the end of the season his expiring contract?
0: not quite um i think i think it was good and i think with with eddie in previous games he's maybe looked a little bit and this is me projecting no inside information and i don't want to be too critical of him but he's maybe looked a little bit uh, disinterested at times um a little okay. bit like "Well, oh, i'm leaving in the summer um this doesn't really affect me i'll be fine no matter what happens whereas last night he looked really up for it really up for the fight he was getting into duels he was going in he was scrapping for things i think it was interesting that arteta played him in a two up front uh cedric off i assumed it was going to be lacazette coming off um when i saw eddie's name Mm. uh sort of number sorry being held up by the subs board but obviously it was cedric who came off and that was that was a nice bit of sort of tactical innovation i guess from arteta he's normally very like for like with his subs but it's a great assist for pepe that cutback's really good He works really hard to get it and That's the kind of thing we all know Eddie can do at his best. He just doesn't do it consistently enough at Premier League level. I think for him to be able to get the confidence to do that more often, it's going to have to come elsewhere where he gets consistent game time. I'm someone who thinks if he'd been given a loan spell maybe last season, then this season we might be having a different conversation about him. But until he does it in the Premier League and proves he can do it, I don't think Arsenal are making the wrong decision letting him go. He could go on to become a a 20-goal-a-season striker, but I still think most Arsenal fans would, would sort of fairly say Uh, they made the right decision in letting him go. I I don't think Eddie has been uh, good enough in his limited um, opportunities to suggest that he should be getting more minutes. That said, I don't want to be too critical of the guy who was pretty good last night when he came on. And listen, if he can motivate himself and psych himself up to to come on and be as impactful as he was last night between now and the end of the season, he will leave Arsenal with the best wishes of all fans. I think there are available uh, right now.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you there, Kai. I think... Uh, he's got talent. I think he's got a lot of potential, but in terms of, you know, his consistency um, at the highest level for Arsenal and, and when he has played his part in, in the Premier League, I just don't think he's he's shown enough for me to sit here right now and, and, and say, look, he can be an integral part moving forward. I think, you know, first of all, we've got to get an Abamyang replacement through the door in the summer. Then, of course, we need to see what happens with Lacazette. We may even need to bring two new strikers in. Who knows? Um, there's still a lot of things to, to think about and, and uh, keep an eye on between now and the end of the season, of course. Um, very lastly, before we wrap things up, Kaya, just touching on um, Takehiro Tomiyasu. His injury um, is causing a bit of concern amongst the Arsenal fan base at the moment. Is there anything you can tell us on that front? Uh, how concerned should we be with, with Tomiyasu? Because it seems like he returned from injury um, and now he's picked up another one. Um, I think it was his. Was it cut? Was it his calf? If I remember correctly, He injured yeah. one calf, but now he's injured the other one. Sounds like he's had a bit of bad luck.
0: Yeah, uh, he was. He was back. He was ready to go. He was obviously on the bench against Brentford. I think the plan was to bring him back in um, yesterday night, but he's got a calf injury. I think it was relatively late in the day because he was training up until the match day. I think Arsenal were just being a little bit precautious with him in terms of um, not wanting to to rush him back. They did that in december and january and that's obviously aggravated it to the extent that uh we've had problems now so very unlucky both carbs very (laughs) unusual those kind of injuries both they should happen consecutively almost straight after one another i think he'll be gutted that he's not being able to play because he's someone who wants to give his all for the team and someone who is really keen to be involved but while Arsenal were without him i think cedric has been doing a pretty good job in recent weeks so arsenal were sort of lucky in the sense that these long gaps in between fixtures mean that they do have time to, to rest players. And right now, obviously, Cedric hasn't played for, sorry, Tommy Astor hasn't played for well over a month now. But Arsenal don't play again for 10 days. So he's got time to recover that calf strain. Arteta did say in his press conference that he was a little worried about it. But look, hopefully it's, it's nothing too severe because I think he's a very important squad member. I think everyone at Arsenal wants to have him back as soon as possible.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Fingers crossed it isn't too bad and uh, not as serious as it sounds. Um, because, as you say, he's been uh, an integral part to Arteta's team this season. We know he can always play a big part between now and the end of the season as well as Arsenal continue to the push uh, to push for the top four. But as you also touched on there, Kaya, Cedric deserves credit. He's, he's been solid over the last sort of three games and he's hardly put a foot wrong. So credit where credit is due with that one. Um, we'll wrap up there, Kaya. Thank you very much for joining me, mate, today as always. Um, do you just want to tell the viewers where they can find you and give us a preview on anything you're working on at the moment?
0: sure thing uh at kaya Kainat 97 on twitter as you can see with the little handle there i'm also on facebook kaya Kainat journalist you can find all my articles on the football.london website i'm currently working on something about ben white uh what he did to wind up conor cody last night which was very fun uh also a little bit on nicola pepe potentially his future after his cameo whether it will be affected in the transfer market Arsenal have a big decision to make in the summer obviously you will have two years left in his contract and then finally jack Wilshire makes his arsenal it's uh, not his arsenal debut his agf <laughs> debut tonight in denmark so i will be keeping an eye on that bringing you an update on how he gets on in this first game over there wishing him the very best tonight
1: yeah absolutely um could only echo that best of luck to jack because he, he makes his debut for his new club uh be keeping a close eye on that um sounds good kaya we'll uh, look forward to um to reading some of his stuff that's uh, coming out soon But um, once again, thank you very much, mate, for joining me today. Um, Up the Gunners, great result last night. We're all on top of the world right now, aren't we? Long may it continue. Thank you to everyone for tuning in to this Press Box episode. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.